2: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Green and White brought to you by Argyle Life. I'm delighted to be joined by Johnny of the Fantastic Bar Breakdown podcast Previous Saturday's Championship Clash, Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough at Home Park. How are you, Johnny?
3: Yeah, I'm really good, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me on. I think good to catch up as well. I know we spoke in the Mm -hmm. pre-season as well. So it's always good to catch up with you, mate, as well. Yeah, So thank you very very much for having me
2: on. Uh, It's all good. Before we get into our league game, I think we have to start with your... Midweek victory over them up the road. Uh, obviously, the travelling for your two trips to Devon is reminiscent of our Saturday, Tuesday games against Carlisle and Hartlepool in 2011. I'm sure <laughs> you remember them well. Um, but obviously, it's a good win in midweek, right?
3: Yeah, a really good win midweek. Um, a game of screamers as well. If I don't know if you've, if you've seen the, the highlights or anything, all your fans have seen it, but every single goal, apart from the penalty of like a laugh scores at the end, are just absolute belters. They're all top bins. It's just, in, the top bin's obviously three of them and one of them's like bottom corner, but it's like outside the box and Ben's lovely round and you're just thinking, what's going on? Like, not, it's like a proper cup tie. That, that John, all the Pundit like, said, I love a proper cup tie. Um, that was a, a very big cup tie and Exeter weren't particularly great, but the score were the two shots on target. So, <laughs> classic <laughs> football really, isn't it? Um, but yeah, really good win midweek um, and obviously eight wins in nine now. So, um, yeah, going good, good bit of form as well.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping that you've used up all your wins in Devon um, on that one. <laughs> yeah. How different will that starting lineup that you use on Tuesday look come Saturday?
3: Yeah, I think it'll change. I think it'll change again. You know, we made six changes um, to the sides. We, we've lost to Stoke. Um, I still think we'll make a couple of changes again. And um, I can see Dyke still staying in at right back. But if he doesn't, then Vandenberg will come back in. I think Lucas Engel coming at left back. Um, and I think that we'll probably see maybe sam green would come back in he, he has had a bereavement in his family so i'm not too sure if he's going to travel Um, so he might come back in for sammy silvera uh, but other than that i think that'll probably be the team that plays against you guys so probably th- i'm expecting three three or four changes probably sending to come back up back come back and goal as well so three or four changes um and then i think that'll be the team and you know we've been playing really well as of as of late. And, I think after the store came, I think we just need to maybe make a couple of changes to freshen things up again, mm-hmm. and then hopefully, fingers crossed, we can start to go on a, on a really good run.
2: Yeah, you mentioned the travel there. Do you know if they've stayed in Devon at all, or have they?
3: Yeah, so the flown, so the the fly, the flew down to Exeter and flew back up, and then the flying back up to Plymouth and then flying back up again. So the luxury of being a, fo- a professional footballer, you know, and someone bank uh, someone bankrolling the, the the private 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 flights, so. Very jealous. I feel for the fans, to be honest. You know, making those long trips as well. I know a lot of fans who who were staying in uh, Devon uh, to for the rest of the week. And you know, we've sold out our allocation again, so that's really good. Um, But yeah, the players are are flying up, so hopefully it shouldn't affect them too much.
2: Yeah, it's incredibly impressive to sell out both. Um, Mm -hmm. Danny, I know that I know that we've not played you that recently, but um, well, apart from that preseason tour that you did under under Warnock, obviously. um, we don't really count that one. Um, obviously, going back to the beginning of the season, you, you started quite poorly, but as you've already mentioned, it's now eight wins in nine out of all competitions. What what changed between that that early season form and racking up those wins?
3: Yeah, a few, a few things, to be honest. Uh, a few things. You know, I think at the start of the season we were trialing a, a new way or an adjustment from what we've done previously over last year. It was like a this start of the season it became like a four two four shape from the three two five in possession, obviously. Very, you know, new to this this way of playing and possession style football. And um, last year we were very much get the ball on the right, flip it over the left, Giles into Wackpom goal. Um, and obviously we lost sixty six goals overnight, losing four or five key players. And it was it it took us some time to get going again. But now that we are getting going. Um, we are starting to find a good bit of form. You know, we've adjusted things again. Rather, but instead of that three-two-five, it's more of like a two-three-five now, where both full-backs are coming into centre um, and really trying to cause the overloads as well, which is really good uh, to see. And then probably secondly, the new players have started to uh, to really start to fit in. Um, we've brought more of the players who played last year back into the team, um, and things just look a lot more settled now. I think with Middlesbrough, it's always been a case of when it clicks, it'll probably click, and we'll hopefully we start to climb up the table. I don't think anyone expected us to win probably seven or eight in a row. Um, to be honest, it, it was kind of unheard of really in these leagues, up unless you're Leicester. <laughs> yeah, Leicester have switched, so um, but we've had a really good turn. And I think it's just because of one, I think being patient with Carrick, two of the new players adapting, and three going back to what was working last year. And I think those three things have accumulated um, into Borough probably starting to get some results again and I'm glad to have because it was getting really depressing that we weren't winning games to be honest
2: (laughs) yeah you say there about you know keeping patience with Carrick but was there any like rumblings of discontent obviously I know in the pre-season pod you came on and said that he's going to be a future England manager so I do still think that but um, was that mutual
3: yeah, I think you've got to give him uh, patience, to be honest. You know, I think what is what he did last year and the, the journey we were on last season and getting into the playoffs from, from the relegation zone to to then and that going on that amazing run, he deserved time. He really did deserve time. And I know there's going to be a selection of supporters. I think, oh, well, if you don't win five games in a row, you're out, essentially. And you're always going to have that, aren't you? And I'm glad that we did give him the patience to kind of let him understand and see where things were going wrong and then to rectify it. And I think it's been it's paid dividends and I'm a big believer in managers having time and I'm glad that he's been given it. And I think we will give him a lot of time even if we go on another bad run of form. I think we'll still give him time and time again. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that he has got it and nothing's particularly changed and the fans absolutely adore him to be honest. Yeah, I've picked out a few
2: Key figures, shall we say. Um, obviously, if there's anybody else that you think needs to be spoken about, do do mention them. But uh, let's start with um, the player that I've seen considered the heartbeat of your side, Hayden Hackney. Is he... How, just how good has he been?
3: Uh, yeah, he's brilliant. Um, he really is brilliant, Hayden Hackney. You know, I think he's he's someone who was just flourishing and he's just full of confidence. And I think he's, you know, I think what you can't beat that. Like when you watch footballers and they've got that confidence, they feel invincible, don't they? I think Hayden Hackney's kind of going through that phase of his career at the moment. And what what manager manager to work with as well as like Michael Carrick is a, you know, midfield maestro himself. And he is the pretty much, I wouldn't say he's the happy of the team, but you can definitely notice him when he's not there. And he's really good at getting the ball forward and progressing play and trying to get the ball in the final third and really keep us ticking you know I think we've got another centre midfielder in Dan Balassa who for me I think he's a really special talent I just, I just really enjoy watching him so calm and collecting on the ball always in space really good passing him and You've got, it's nice to have those two ball playing midfielders in midfield, and you've kind of got the option of bringing in Housen as well. But for me, Hayden Hackney, yeah, he's, he's been superb this season. He really does help us tick, and you know he's definitely someone that I would like the Plymouth fans to maybe keep an eye on for maybe five, ten minutes uh, in the game if they're, if you've got the opportunity to do so. And also, you'll see him get booked. He always gets booked. So for a, just for a stupid foul, so you'll probably, if you're after a bet uh, the weekend, Hayden Hackney card anytime probably going to happen.
2: Yeah, it's much probably going to be low odds, though, if it's, uh, if it's a regular <laughs> yeah. card. But yeah, I might stick that in, a, in an acker. Obviously, uh, just a little update would be great on two players that, if you believe media hype, were on their way to home park uh, in in Sammy Silvera and Josh Coburn. How have they got on? Uh,
3: yeah, they were, weren't they? They were very close to joining the pair of them. Um, Sammy Silvera had, uh, in pre pre-season, Excellent. Everyone's like, "Wow, what a find!" You know, and at the start of the season, he he had a bit of a, a rough patch to be, let to kind of be honest with it, and he missed some really big chances. And I think confidence just was absolutely shot after that. And he got taken out of the team. And very very recently, he started to come back in. And he scored two goals in three games now. And you think, oh, this is kind of the player that we wanted to bring in. Someone who, when he does have that confidence, he can drive forward a bit of a dribbly boy. Do you know who likes to dribble quite a lot and get the ball in the, uh, and take on his man? And I'd I like to see more of that from him. You know, there's a lot of untapped potential from him. And I think he does hold back a little bit um, in case the, uh, the fans get on his back. But I think it's because he's had a quite a, a, a tough start to life from side, but he's slowly coming on his own and I hope he continues that. I don't think he'll start at the weekend, but I think he's going to slowly come good as a good sign. But he was, was very close. And then someone who was even closer to signing on loan was Josh Corbin. And I can't, I remember you messaging yeah, I, me. I wish um, we did. I wish we did. Yeah. In hindsight. Uh, I remember you messaging me saying, oh, is it going to happen? And I was like, well, yeah, I think it actually is. I, I Like from what I knew, I, we both kind of thought it was a done deal, wasn't it? And, it for whatever reason it just didn't materialize. We couldn't get another body in up front, so he ended up staying. And for me, he's done he's done really well uh, to come in. He's still very raw, Josh Corburn. Like he's not the finished article by any means. There's still a lot of work that like what he can do. But what he does give you is just like a vocal point up top. And you know, you can try and play off the ball off him. He might not always get it right, but it kind of gives you the direction, you know what I mean? It takes players away. Um, I would like to see more from him in the box, and I would like to see him continue his improvement, but for me, he's had a really decent start, and you can't always hang out on him But he's a kid, and he's just developing, and He and do you know what? He would have been a fantastic sign at the Plymouth, to be honest. I would have loved for him to come to Devon and develop further, but he's currently at us right now. Probably wasn't, shouldn't have been really, wasn't or shouldn't have been here, but he is, and he's done fairly well, do you know? like He's, he's done really well. We went on this great run with him in, in the side as well. So long may it continue, but I think if we do bring another body or two in up front, I think we may actually see that deal go through eventually in January.
2: Wow. Well, I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't say no, let's be honest. We've got a lone slot open and he, he seems to be, um, every time I seem to check your score, he's, he's, he's scored. I don't know how many he's actually got, but it seems to be like that, that curse that every time I check, I'm like, oh, he's done it again. Um, yeah, obviously, Saturday sees our first league meeting since the 5th of April 2010, in which uh, it finished a 2 0 win for yourselves after goals from McMallison Franks sandwiched between Brad Jones, saving an Alan Judge penalty. It's a bit of a throwback there. Wow, um, yeah, what are your thoughts ahead of this one then?
3: Same again? Uh, I would love a 2 0 win, I really would. Um for me, I think Plymouth are in a bit of a weird position, to be honest, uh, a kind of false position maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think going forwards, you look fairly decent, you know, like looking at the underlying numbers, 8th and ninth in the expected goals. I think defensively, you're looking a little bit suspect, but for me, I, I don't know, I just think Plymouth are in a bit of a false position right now. I think you will still, I think you will come good. I think there is still a lot of work to be done, but I think if, if Sherman can get you to maybe 18th, 19th this year, which you want where you are now. And I think that'd be a really good season for you. But saying that, it only takes a few games for Plymouth to really get going. And I really hope it doesn't start on Saturday. Um, because I think when you, once you guys get going, I think you'll be on a really nice run and you'll be much more safer than I think anyone is expecting. But I would love a 2-0 win. I'll take a 2-0 win. So um, let's maybe let's hopefully history repeats itself and we, we do that again. But I'll take a 2-0, yeah. Yeah,
2: nice. Um, three little uh, quick finishing questions for you then. Um, okay. palmos or pasties?
3: Palmo every day.
2: Mm, I'm really looking forward to having my first palmo. Like, obviously, as we as we just said, like we we haven't played you for a while. I cannot wait to get one of those. Um, yeah. up there. Um, I think it's still still back a pasty. I think. Though. Um, favourite player to represent both. Off the top of my head, you got you got like a Ben Gibson, Yalla Balassi. As we we're talking the other day, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, no. I, I, the only two I could I, honestly think I could think of, to be honest, I was thinking uh, represent both. I would definitely go Yannick Bellassi, Um just because he was he was great for for Plymouth, and also he had like a couple of moments of delight for Middlesbrough. He was a very short term sign and, and yes, I love Ben Gibson; and he's great. Um, but just Yannick Bolasie, I feel like he's a little flair player that everyone loves. Do you know what I mean? So well, I'll go with Yannick balassi on that one.
2: Yeah, I just thought of Dwight Marshall as well. I need to get there. He uh, played for both 11 out. I'm sure there'll be a few. I'm sure there'll be an absolute howler yeah. both missed, but yeah. And then just lastly, a score prediction.
3: Yeah, I'll go with a 2-0. I'll go with a 2-0. Um, yeah. And Corburn to score, I think. Yeah, so you, it's brilliant in the you,
2: stars. Your bet builder is 2-0 win, Josh Coburn to score and Hayden Hackney to be carded.
3: Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't bet on it like, but yeah, I'll go for that. Yeah,
2: nice. Um, and just lastly, where can people find your content?
3: Yeah, so they can find us um the board breakdown podcast on your podcast providers and um, board breakdown on, on YouTube and then and underscore breakdown on Twitter. Um and just Bore breakdown on any social media platform, apart from like Snapchat. <laughs> really. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so anyone apart from that one, um, when you'll find us from there. Nice, cool. Cheers, Johnny. Isn't it?
0: Picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Should we do a quick
2: review of... Borough, then make it quick, make it snappy. Um, obviously the first meet, league meeting since the fifth of April two thousand and ten, which was a two 0 defeat for Argyle at home park, which saw Alan Judge uh, have a penalty saved by Brad Jones. How do you see this one going, Ben?
4: It's that the elephant is in the room is the striker situation. Um, if I I, I very much doubt we're going to get anywhere without a better striker than Ben Wayne up front because we're going to have to change. Tactics, as Dan I think, has alluded to, to, to realistically make the most of his talents. So we have to probably change tactics and formation. So um I am genuinely quite worried uh, going forward until we until we know what's happening with the with the strikers with, with Bundu and Hardy's fitness situations. Um so I can't really see past that in terms of any kind of speculation for for games between now and January.
1: Um, yeah, um, I'm sure if John was here, he would say there's something to make the point he would have made it. once again. by playing a team at the at the wrong time, Middlesbrough going on a great run of form. If we could have only have just had the had the luck of playing them in our in our early season games when um when when they were absolutely you know sinking about a trace, it would have been a lot better. But they are on a great run of form. Um, Carrick Scotland playing good football again. Josh Coburn, who we nearly signed on deadline day, is now a fairly regular player for them and, and playing pretty well uh, by all accounts. So it's gonna be a very tough game, not to mention their injury problems. I suppose the the slight grain of hope from the opposition point of view is, is although they have been on a fantastic one of form, I think they won something like five or even six in a row before yesterday, they did lose yesterday. So hopefully hopefully that may, you know that might mean that their good run is, is coming to an end and their, you know, um Maybe going to have a little bit of a wobblier run again, which would benefit us hugely. But no no bones about it. It's going to be a very tough game. I suppose the, the good thing is that our home form is a lot better than our away form. Um, so, look, hopefully that will come into play. Hopefully we'll, we, we are, as, as Ben alluded to. Aaron, you're shaking your head. Is that something I've said or is that something else?
2: No, not what you've said for once. Carry on.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> I've lost trail of where I was now. Um, yeah, and hopefully, what the point Ben made about just not having the, the rubber to the green quite falling away, hopefully that will change. If we have a if we have a pretty you know dodgy performance, and we just win you know two two one with with one goal going in off someone's backside, and the other with a dodgy penalty given our way, or something like that, and you know if that scenario does occur, I'm I'm, I'm sure we'd all be very very thankful for it, and we, I'm, I'm sure we'd say it would represent a fair leveling out of the way the luck has slightly fallen so far. And um, the
4: referee waving away Ben Gibson hacking down Cosgrove clean through in the penalty area. Then we oh, sorry. And, and the referee waving away Gibson hacking down Cosgrove clean through in the penalty do, area. Do That's you mean cool.
1: Coburn? Sorry, Co- oh, Coburn, yeah, rather Yeah, and, Coburn, and also yeah. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis Gibson, rather than Ben as well. I believe. Oh, but yeah, mate, it, is, it is too late. <laughs> long, is too long, late. late. long day, long day. That was why I was so confused. But yeah, no, no worry, mate. Long, long day for all of us. I'm clearly, you can edit that out for sure. <laughs> and, yeah, and also the referee waving away um, Lewis Gibson hacking down Coburn in the penalty area which is in, <laughs> entirely my own observation um, but yeah and if um, if that happened then, then, then we'd all be grateful for it but yeah tough game and I think probably r- right away I'd say a draw wouldn't be the worst thing at all
2: yeah Dan Sams obviously alluded to it there that Michael Carrick's managed to turn things around at the Riverside um, any any thoughts on the job that Carrick's doing? Any clippable thoughts?
5: Well, I don't know if there'll be any clippable thoughts tonight, but I do hope we um, clipped up John Alsop's opinions on Michael Carrick from around August time, let's say, because he was full of glee about his uh, pre-season prediction of Carrick being found out, seemingly coming true, g- given the uh, start that they made. Obviously, he has turned it around extremely well, as he did with them last season when he joined. you have to say he's done a terrific job um it will be interesting to see if he can now kind of maintain that um throughout the course of the season and and if they if he did take them up you know whether he'd be able to take it up to that next level um but certainly so far you know you have to uh, massively credit the job he's done um and and just to kind of yeah agree with the other two it, it will be a very tough game um interesting to see what what team we put out with the players that we have available at the time of recording? Not sure whether Hardy and or Bundu will be fit, but that will be fingers crossed that they are. But if they're not, you know, we might have to um, shuffle things around a bit. Potentially go two up front with um, Wayne and and Whitaker just playing off him or something like that. But it it, it will be a tough game. Um, Middlesbrough are. Um, are a good team and, and they seem to have a very strong spine of their team with you know Senny Dieng in goal um Paddy McNair's a very good center back Johnny Hansen in midfield Matt Crooks uh, that's that's a lot of good players and uh, will do well to have control of the game um against that spine once again just just looking forward to the challenge you know whilst we have been pretty good at home this season Let's not try and slip back into the last season mentality of kind of turning up and expecting to win every game at home. You know, we might well be on the back foot for a lot of a lot of the game. Um, we might not see him as much of the ball as we like, um, especially if we are without Hardy and Bundu. So it will be a it'll be a tough game, but hopefully a good watch. As a lot of our games have been this season. Put your money on seven yellow cards. Why
4: is that? Well, because I think we're going to be tactical fouling our uh, backsides off to uh, to get through that one.
2: Another West Brom.
4: Yeah, I think it might be. If we, if we, like as been said, if, if especially if the two strikers are out um, with the quality they have, um, especially around the middle of the park, a uh, nil-nil with sort of a, a, a hat full of, of yellow cards would probably be a good result.
2: Yeah, obviously Middlesbrough kick off November with Leeds away, Sunderland at home, Coventry away to follow. How do you see November going, Sam?
1: Would go a lot better if I remember to unmute myself. Um yeah, um <laughs> it would um yeah, I see November being a really tricky month, um, in all truth. Um I think October was on paper an easier month than than November was. Um is gonna be a tough game for sure. Um then it leads away and their record at Edin Road this season is absolutely extraordinarily good. So that's gonna be a very I mean they've lost they lost their opening game against Cardiff and I think have not lost at home since. So that's gonna be a really tough game. Then it's I think there's another another international break because we've not had enough of them. Then it is um Sunderland at home and they're a team we've been a bit mixed this season, but they're very much on paper on the stronger teams in this league. So I think if we could even get three points out of those three games or even two points, it wouldn't be the wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, And then it's probably what looks like the most winnable game of the month is Coventry away. But even that's an away game against the team who were in the playoff final last year. So if that's the most winnable looking, you know, although they're not doing too well this season, but there is every chance we could turn it around. So if that's the most winnable looking game of the month, you know, it's a blooming tough month coming up. Um Obviously, um what else am I going to say there? Um Yeah, December looks quite a bit more favourable on paper uh touch wood. But, you know, there are really very few easy games at this level, apart from the one we had on Wednesday night. But um, that's probably not the only one. Um, Yeah, tough month, I think. For the month overall, I would probably accept going at a point a game. Um, So four points from the four games would be probably the minimum expectation. Five would be perfectly fine, would be be actually pretty good. So four would be perfectly fine, five would be pretty good. Anything above that, I think you
5: can call it a genuinely excellent month. I w- basically wouldn't disagree with that. I think that four points would be would be very good. I'd be very happy with that.
4: Yeah, four points probably, um, given who we're playing and the form they're in. It's a shame because, as you know, the point I made at great length earlier was that we're on form, maybe the eighth best team in the league. And so you give us a fighting chance and we haven't got the rub of the green. Um, and so, you know, I, I said you can't expect things to just turn, but um, you know there's a chance that we could have got more than four points I have probably been more bullish and' it's, it's that the looming specter of an injury crisis that stops you, stops me being any more bullish uh, and says, yeah, four points, given the, the state of the squad as it isn't right now, I'll take it. but um, you know, there's no reason why with a full strength squad or at least one fit striker, um, we couldn't couldn't aim for aim for more. But um, sadly, it's the the situation we find ourselves in, rather than the form or the performances that that would that sort of dictate expectations
5: right now.
2: Yeah, nice. Before we go, is there anything anybody wants to add, or are we it that a
5: night? What a privilege it was to play against the um, greatest team League One has ever seen on Saturday.
2: Didn't play ourselves, mate. God, right. Anyway, night. No, Cheers, guys.
5: Cheers, Cheers. Cheers, mate.
2: That's the end of another episode of Green and White, brought to you by Argyle Life. Before you go, please make sure you drop us a review on whichever podcast platform you are using and make sure you follow us on Twitter at ArgoLife1886. Cheers!
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up
2: to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
1: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.